What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Wow. 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 It's been a it's been a while, huh? Yeah. Right before this, uh, Harish had a hard time remembering the lines to this intro. The intro. Wow. I flubbed the intro. I think it's been what a week and a half, lah. Two weeks. Mm, yeah. Two weeks since I recorded. Is it two weeks? I don't know. Actually, I recorded once in Bali. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It Bali was about two remote. weeks. About, about, about almost two weeks. Almost oh, two weeks. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah. But last week we had the very capable uh, guest host Rishi in the house. Mm. Um, right in this spot right here. And yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, We the, we haven't done that proper proper intro in a the long last week's time. intro. Like, how did it? I mean, we we sort of improvised, like We sort of improvised, yeah, improvised yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was not too bad. It was not too bad. Yeah. Improvised, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah, lah, we are we're back. And then this week, and end of this week, you are traveling. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you'll be gone for about a week, ten days or so. Ten days or so. So yeah, there probably will be some guest hosts at some point. At some point. At the Yalabad studio again. At some point. You have to get used to it, lah. June is always. It's always the a lot of people traveling. traveling yeah, yeah, yeah. But third, like early July, you'll be back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then after that, will be will be more regular programming. Mm. And then at some point, there'll be some travel again, la. At some point, la, At some yeah. point. But yeah, it, it, it makes for interesting news months, la. A lot of things that we could talk about, but uh, yeah, la, We always have to, you know, we have a limited time to do it. So yeah, because yeah. I remember in Bali when there were certain news. Uh, news that came out like Soul Ruyong not yes. being selected. Yeah. Uh, it just I don't know what the development has been since then. Mm. I don't think anything mm. has changed. But yeah. that felt very ripe for a podcast. We released yeah. the one with him lah, right? But yes, we recorded we it before the the announcement came out. Yes, correct. Uh, yeah. then this week, uh, Coldplay, Coldplay just I don't mm. know. It's just something about them announcing that they're having a sixth show annoys me lah. <laughs> and this coming from someone who already has bought tickets. Yeah, really, I bought right? tickets really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got tickets also, right? Uh I have tickets, but I'm not hundred percent sure if I'll go actually. Why? There's just this whole like Yeah, it just feels something about it just feels a bit off. Uh. I, I I just maybe I'll preempt you by by saying that myself. Uh. Yeah. But okay, it felt started feeling off at what point? Uh yeah, when when there were like, you know, fifth show added, sixth show added and everything. Uh and the whole thing just felt like, oh, if you knew this was going to happen already, why didn't you just like, you know, cater for more shows at the very start? La? But I mean, to be fair, you never know the demand, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, right. yeah that's not too Even when they said, wrong Even when they said four shows already, part of me was like, okay, I know Coldplay is popular, but it's a, it's like 200,000 tickets. 200,000 yeah. tickets. But I have no issue with the, you know, I think your issue is with the exclusivity. Yeah, no, 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 no. Right. Okay, so to a certain extent, yeah. if, if there are six shows, right? Yes. I don't know, it feels like uh, then it depends on which day you go unless you're going to deliver like the same quality throughout. Mm, mm, uh, and it almost feels like, okay, if you love chicken rice, yeah, you have it once every few weeks. But yeah. if you have six times in one month yeah. or six times in two weeks, it will lose a bit of the appeal. Right? But you don't have to eat it six days in a row. <laughs> right? That's la. the chicken rice. That's the, the I know different la. Uh, analogy. That's different. La. Yeah. It's not, I'm just. I'm still having my plate of chicken rice. Yeah, yeah. But it's just that everyone else gets to eat the chicken rice and you don't like that. You don't like no, that no, everyone no. gets to eat Okay, no, I don't know. I don't know exactly why it annoys me, but it does feel like, oh, fuck, okay, I cannot go this time. I'll go next week. Lah. You know, like, uh, me going to a concert by a, such a popular artist is such a special thing and it almost reduces the specialness of it. It's okay. So you need to feel special. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established that. If you don't feel that it's special, then it's not It's not. No, but okay, so for you, like, the fifth, sixth thing, why does it feel like a bit off? Um... 
Yeah, no, no. It's just like the reality and expectations kind uh. of thing. I just felt like, oh, okay. Um, you know that there's going to be that demand. Why didn't you just like cater for it as opposed to, you know, like uh, just four days. Oh, we're going to add one more, going to add one more. And then we have to go and log in again and find out new details of how to do it and everything. But the, yeah. this thing, how would they know the demand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but right. I, I don't know. But I have no issues with the exclusivity of it. Like, so even if they had it like 10, 10 shows? Yeah, yeah. I was even, I would even, like maybe you should set up a petition for them to get Singapore PR or citizenship. Then they can perform here like every month. No, but month, do you huh? think like the, the, the standard of the performance will remain the same throughout? Uh, in fact, it might be better because you get they get chances to practice and then you know get feedback from the crowd, see what works, what what doesn't work, and all that. Nah, man, I think if they have ten shows, right? By the time of the ten show, it will just feel a little like going through the formality, lah. But you think about it, like does them hopping on a flight and then taking a plane to go to another place again and then uh, get off and set up stage and sound check again. And then after they're very tired and all this kind of thing. But does that make a, a show better, the next show better when they have it elsewhere as but opposed to just the, in Singapore? There's the thrill of going to a new place. Okay, you're tired. But but if everyone there is so excited to see you and you're going to have to change things up. Uh. The yeah. thing you imagine the first show, right? People are yeah. going to take social media videos. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. see it all over. Yeah. If he has a wonderful message for Singapore, he's like, thank you, Singapore. I love this. I love my chicken rice. They post it. If he says the same thing, yeah. people will be like, hey, fuck you. La. You say the same thing yeah, for what? Yeah. Then he has to think of like so many original things. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, yeah. I guess he'll just do that thing that they do at concerts. Every night they will say, oh, you're the most special con- most special audience ever on See, this tour. See, then by the end, people will be, hey, shut up lah. You said this nine times already. Six times in a row. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. there was the thing about the U2 concert, which I think turned you off from concerts lah, right? Where they, when they put mm. up the Singapore, the Malayan, the Singapore flag. I think they put up, like there was a, it was like a PowerPoint slideshow where they had yeah, a silhouette <laughs> of the skyline and the Malayan there, just to say, when they, he mentioned, yeah, Singapore. And I'm like, what the yeah, hell is this? It looks so templatized, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks like NDP, basically. So, I don't know, man. Six shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether there are other... But it feels like a Singapore residency. Like, yeah, you know, in Vegas, yeah. they got residency. Yeah. Maybe you uh, should start a petition for them to cut re- down the cut number down of the <laughs> <laughs> You'll get like maybe 50,000 people like shutting you down. <laughs> don't know lah. Now like... <sighs> don't know. It's just weird. It's weird. But... Um, it's weird. That wasn't the biggest news in the past week, la, but mm. somehow we got sidetracked talking about it. Yeah, we got it. sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of other uh, big news in the mm. last couple of uh, weeks. But uh, yeah, we're here today to talk about some of the more interesting mm. more interesting ones that stood out to us la, in the past week. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But before that, is there anything you want to say, Terence? As always, if you're new here, do subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do check us out on Spotify. Or even if if you're a more old school, old soul kind of person, just tell one person about this podcast. Tell mm. them why you like it and why they should listen to it, basically. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. This is the 400 plus episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we can jump into the first topic. Yes. Another the first one. topic. Uh, I mean, it's a... It's an ongoing thing la, that is getting mm. more exciting. La. It's mm. getting more exciting. Mm. It's around the Singapore presidency. La. Yes. Uh, basically, six days ago, uh, Ho Ching, the mm. wife of Prime Minister Lee Hsien Loong, on 14 June, uh, put a Facebook, uh, put something on Facebook uh, talking about the role of the president. Mm. And how, I mean, many things, la, she said. Uh, amongst that was like that the Singapore president is not meant to be an independent voice or check on the government. Mm, mm. So so she went on to to say a lot of things. Uh, I mean, interesting like, because in parallel with that, there's also the rise of George Goh as a yes. presidential candidate. Yes. Right. The founder of uh, OSEA. 
Uh, Harvey Norman, Norman Osia. Ah, Harvey Norman Osia. Yeah. He's the he he's he was running Osia for a while, mm. and he's on the board of don't know how many companies. Mm. So mm. so I mean, at the high level, Ho Ching statement. Uh, how do you hear about it, or you chanced upon it, or you saw people chattering about it? Yeah, it's in the news outlets, mostly alternative news media outlets. Mm. The motherships, the the. Oh, it's not in Straits Times or anything. Eh? No, no, right? It's not covered in mainstream media. It's yeah. not covered. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, the so so she said like basically there are two main roles of the elected president. Mm. The primary role is that of a head of state yeah. representing Singapore as a nation and state and a symbol of unity for our people. Mm. Uh, and the secondary role um, is to hold a second key to help safeguard our reserves and the integrity of our key institutions. Uh, and then she goes on to say that um, there's it is a very important thing to have someone who safeguard safeguards the reserves mm. and apparently it goes against the electorate because mm. what she's mm. saying is that most electorates they're all about okay spend 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 figure out how to make money later mm. but she's saying that it's it's not it's putting someone to almost go against the grain of the electorate yeah to say okay we don't spend first let's let's think about it and apparently Switzerland has a similar thing mm. yeah, yeah so she used that as an example yeah. she also pointed out that Singapore has yet to be tested as a nation. Mm. Uh, whether we have the ability to safeguard the reserves and build on it, mm. yes. Uh, I think I think yeah, COVID was one thing. Um, but for a prolonged period of time, thankfully no lah, mm. right? Um, and then yeah, so so those main things lah. And one thing she was clear is that it shouldn't be. And I learned a new word also. Mm. Uh, she said it is not to be an independent voice, a check on government or an ombudsman to all the woes and ills of society. Mm, that's right. Had you ever heard of the word ombudsman? I'll admit it. I had to fire up Siri and ask, what is ombudsman? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that comes up. Yeah. And what is it? I think it's someone who, uh, uh, I think, uh, solves the problems or fixes and heals things, or investigates things in wrong general, in an organization or, or in an organization co- co- corporation or something. Yeah. yeah. But why use Siri? You can just highlight and just put look up too busy for that shit, man. Need also, to, you you activated Siri. I, I, I'm walking and everything, so how do yeah, I don't want to? Fuck now, people who say they're too busy for something, <laughs> uh. nonsense. Yeah. But but yeah, so I mean, uh, quite a few people were in the post supportive of her on Reddit. There was mm. more chatter, la. Uh, yeah. and some people quoted the white paper that was put out by the PAP a while ago about the presidency, la, Where mm-hmm. one paragraph, uh, basically said that is is to, to be an effective check against governmental action should the occasion arise. Mm, mm, mm. So, I mean, just just off the, the, the back of uh, Ho Ching's post, like when you read it, any thoughts? Any thoughts came to mind? Um, a super interesting post because, I mean, Ho Ching is obviously, she's not a nobody, right? She's, mm. in fact, she her, her name was mentioned at points when people were talking about potential... Uh, PM. Uh, sorry, presidential candidates as well. Mm. Her name was actually brought up as well, and obviously she's the now retired um, ex head of Temasek who is married to Lee Hsien Loong, right? Our mm. prime minister. So I mean, super interesting perspective given her background, mm. uh, but also makes you. It, it did make me think quite a bit, lah. You know, as I watch George go go about his go about his go go uh, go about his go 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 things, uh, Mm. In the past week or so, uh, yeah, I've been asking like people, especially older people, what they feel about this. You know, a candidate like George Go and all that. Uh. Mm. 
And uh, yeah, I'm getting a mixture of responses, but I, I am hearing some of the, oh, you know, we need someone who's independent and we can't, uh, you know, it, it, I think he's, 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 he's talking the right things uh, about independence and all that. Mm. And then Ho Ching's post kind of tells you that, hey, you shouldn't be thinking that way about oh, the Oh, so that's what you read it. Uh, that's what... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a very direct... Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's directed at uh, Mr. Goh, uh, right? And, mm. and the, what he's saying in all the doorstop interviews when he went to pick up the COE certificate of eligibility for uh, presidential I didn't elections. know there was something called the COE for yeah, presidential yeah. elections. Yeah. And it's literally, I think, you have to go to the election office and pick yeah, up yeah, pa- yeah. papers. And it was quite cute because George Go like, I think a reporter asked him, oh, so uh, why, why, why do you come to pick up the papers? And, and all that. then he's like, well, because I know, you know, you'll all be here, the press will be here, and there's a good chance to take some photographs. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the reporter said, no, no, I mean, as in, why are you, why are you like, overall running for president? <laughs> oh. So it was like a very uh, obvious and earnest answer he was giving at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, interesting seeing, like, what is going on and trying to figure out, like, how people are responding to, you know, Ho Ching's post or so. So, so since you've been following his, his uh, things he's been going to, yeah. uh, how would you sum up his his presidential message or presidential character? Oh, his message is uh, vote for an independent. Uh, we need chain. We need chain in Singapore. We need chain. <laughs> You're making fun of how he speaks, is it, Terrence? I mean, the truth is, he he himself says it, right? That uh, he's not like establishment. He's not educated that way. So the way he talks is a bit more uh, colloquial and mm. certain things he pronounces uh, aren't very clear. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm uh, not exactly making fun. In fact, in fact, I found it quite charming, like, Right, in mm. the sense that uh, it re- reminds me a lot of like listening to Leong Man Wai in Parliament, all that very folksy, very of the people kind of character, right? Mm. So, but uh, so so that's actually a point that came to me in the last week or so, like, which I can get to. Yeah, is that there are people who are very very concerned with how he talks, uh, uh. and that's that's something interesting also. But for you, like like watching. All this happened in Bali and all. Uh, like, and then now seeing this Ho Ching post, what were you feeling like? Uh, I mean, in Bali, I was keeping track. Mm. Uh, I only used to watch some of George Goh's interviews uh, today and yesterday. Mm. Uh, in Bali, I was like, okay, at least there's another candidate. At yeah. least there's another candidate for now. Yes. Um, I know there will be a deadline that will be called once the PM says something about the presidency. Then mm. it's five days. Mm. before uh, no one else can step up. Yeah. So I hope more people come forward. But yeah, one thing was, okay, at least there's another candidate. I was like, okay, who's this George Go? I want to I find out more about him when I get back to Singapore. Mm. Uh, and then apart from that, it was uh, just, you know, chilling at cafes, mm. getting massage, <laughs> uh, trying not to check email or work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't paying much attention. Uh, I, I was see, living. I, I was the. I was just away lah in in Bali, finding myself as it, as it should be lah. As it yeah, should be. yeah, that should be. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. The I wouldn't say that a lot has happened other than beyond yeah. his announcement. Uh, but if you, I mean, you can start following him on Instagram, or all these oh, social yeah, media Instagram sites. Bitch. Uh, and you can tell, yeah, he's got. He's probably got a team about him. I think uh, Bertha Hansen has come out and said that she's actually running, or at least advising him on media relations. Mm. So Bertha Anson's an ex-ST uh, editor. editor or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But someone quite high-ranking within the Straits Times. And, and now quite anti-Straits Times almost. Anti-mainstream media reporting. Yeah, right? yeah. She doesn't like the way Straits Times reports a lot of things. Yeah. And she's very vocal about it. And now she seems to be advising uh, George Go. So mm. he's got a team about him. Like. It's not... It's not 
a fly-by-night kind of thing. I mean, he claims he's got lawyers and accountants and all that also looking, uh, also working for him. it's not super clear-cut whether he will be eligible, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's not up to him, yeah. But, I mean, on paper, I guess, he did say he has a team that has kind of verified that he should qualify, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. He says he has yeah a team of lawyers and and accountants or whatever, people who have looked at and said that he qualifies, lah. Yeah. yeah, but then... So so then why did you find Ho Ching's post so interesting? Because it, it felt very targeted. I mean, it, yeah, it is very targeted. And uh, she's basically dismissing the idea of uh, voting for a president to be an independent voice or a check on your government. Mm. And she's saying, in fact, if anything, the president should be, um, you know, like uh, working, it, it should be apolitical and working with the government as a representative of the people to the rest of the world. Uh. Mm, right mm, mm. and it also made me think about yeah what is the role of the presidency in our in our setup don't say democracy broadly but in Singapore setup right yeah uh, but yeah what what do you think of what she said specific to, to I mean, the situation when I saw it it was okay so so I saw this and then I started reading up more about uh, George Go and I remember you telling me yesterday when we met that yeah, yeah some people were already commenting about the way he spoke uh, when I read Ho Chi's post, okay, for me, the as a layperson, I'm like, okay, the president, I know that they are overseeing the the treasury, mm. uh, and they have this presidential committee that they kind of need to consult if they ever want to do some something against the grain, la, Yeah, which was not present maybe ten years ago, right? It was mm. a new thing that came up. Yeah, you're uh, talking about a council of presidential uh, advisors, council right? of yeah, presidential yeah, yeah. advisors. Oh, that's what it's called, council yeah, yeah, of yeah. presidential advisors. Yeah. Um, so, but then at the same time, I do feel that the president should be someone who can be the voice of the people, even if it influences parliamentary decisions. Mm. Maybe not directly. Mm. Right? So when I read her post, I was like, hey, but is it kind of, this feels like you're just, you're just downplaying the role of a president mm. uh, or the potential impact of a president. Yeah. Uh, because the president, they might not be involved in parliamentary sittings, mm. but whatever they say will by by default carry some weight lah, right? Mm, mm. So I think if you have the inf- ability to influence public perception, in some way you can be political. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when I read it, I was like, huh, okay. It felt a bit, yeah, must take it with a pinch of salt one lah. Mm. Uh, and then when I watched George Go's videos, I didn't go in with that much expectation because I was influenced by, oh, if he's not not eloquent or articulate, would that impact? But the more I watch him, I do agree that he's charming. Yeah. Uh, and at a doorstop interview, he at one point saying, you know, if you serve, it comes from the heart, you know, yeah. not about fame yeah. or something like that. And yeah. it really feels like this this uncle in the family who's like super successful. Mm. He knows his shit, but maybe he's not the best at English. Yeah. yeah. So quite charming, like, quite charming. He's the antithesis of Taman, basically, right? Uh. He's Chinese, doesn't speak very eloquently, you know. and uh, private sector. Private sector, zero political affiliations. Uh, uh, I mean, not zero like He was he's a diplomat like, right? Uh, if anything, he was yeah. I think a non-resident ambassador to the kingdom of Morocco. Yeah, right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you know he's he's really putting himself out there not as based on his achievements in politics or anything, but uh, really about as an independent voice of the people. Like. Mm. And I think if you watch his interview, there was that part where he talks about uh how Ong Teng Chong, you know, what forty I think forty percent of people voted for the non establishment candidate. Mm. And then when Tony Tan during the Tony Tan election, uh over I think sixty five percent of Singaporeans voted for non establishment candidates. So he's saying that and he was his point was that uh Singaporeans do want uh independent non establishment voice. La. 
Yeah. And that's what he's, I think that's, it's very clear what he's going to write his, uh, uh, what wave he's going, yeah, he's going to write the anti-establishment wave uh, for his campaign. Uh, but yeah, I'm already starting to hear things about him as a boss or him and his family what and kind, things like that. What kind of things? Rumors lah, rumors about, you know, that, that he wasn't a great boss. I think this is out there on social media that, uh. that, uh, I think the the term was that there were people who worked at Harvey Norman or what whose pay was docked uh, in half for being like and fifteen minutes late or something like that mm. daily lah you know mm. things like that which which I also had to at first you read it like oh wow you know um, but you also had to take a pinch of salt because like was it under his charge or was it a company policy or, or was he or the one who implemented it or what you don't know lah right mm. you don't know fully and any kind of dis- <clears throat> any kind of disputes between employer and employee. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, it's hard to really say who's in the right and the wrong unless you really have all the facts. La. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're hearing these things. I don't know where they're coming from, uh, but there are people, yeah, la, coming out to, to you know, say things about him and all. Yeah. And also, there was some website that shows all the offshore companies he's affiliated uh, to. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. And then just, because I think part of the, thing is you have to be running a company for three years at mm. least that has $500 million worth of shareholder equity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think it is, it is, that number is reached when you combine the, mm. his holding companies, yeah. uh, uh, subsidiary companies and all. So that's why I think maybe it's not that clear cut. Yeah. Um, but then yeah. I was just thinking like, the more, the more I also see online, yeah, like as much as Tarman is you, almost very loved by Singaporeans. Mm, mm. I think he's probably uh, the most loved PAP politician. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But he's still from the PAP. La. Mm. And the more I also think, the more I read online, yeah, I think it's not, I know at previous podcast, I said, oh, even opposition, people support opposition, they will vote for Taman. Yeah. I don't think it's that clear anymore, man. Mm, mm. Uh, and that is interesting. La. Yeah. And uh, interesting. But but my earlier point about the way he speaks, right? Yeah. I know you and I we we probably in agreement that oh, it's quite charming, yeah, very folksy and all that. Uh, but I think there's still a very big part of the population that would feel that they're embarrassed by if their president spoke like him, mm. You know that he can't pronounce certain words properly, like I I chain. I said earlier, like change. It sounds more like chain, like, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's a judge of a character, but it, it tells you a lot about ourselves as, as Singaporeans uh, that we place a lot of emphasis on your academic achievements and how you speak English you know mm. uh, not not saying that that's a good thing or what I'm saying that this is just the way things are because of our education system and all that and and there's a very strong bias towards you know are you educated degree holder and all these things so uh, but they, like they that, have to fight that but like. for you if you were to see him on an international stage Saying that on stage across, I don't know, like uh, Modi and Putin and and speaking like that, like compared to let's say someone like Tamil, would you would you feel you know hand on your heart? Would you feel like I wish he spoke better English? Uh, actually, no, because I think the whole point of international relations is that you also you know you you need to show your independence and your um. And, and and your unique characteristics as a nation. Mm. So I think there are a lot of world leaders who go to these events. I mean, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm just speculating, right? 
they go to these events and they probably can speak pretty good English. They probably can talk. Using they play down. Uh. Yeah, they go there and they re- insist on speaking with an interpreter present and speaking in their mother tongue or their language and having the other person have to, you know, process what they're saying. Uh. Of course, if you're trying to like, uh, you know, negotiate a deal or something, then finding some common ground or all that would be good, uh, right? But I think there's also uh, something to like, okay, this is the way a lot of people in my country talk. And so to represent my country better, I will also be speaking like that. I'm not saying that you speak bad English, right? Yeah. But maybe the way you pronounce things and all that, it's a Singaporean way of pronouncing things. Don't, it's not don't what? pander. Yeah. It's not what? Oh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. In this case, yeah, it's we don't. Okay, but it's a, it tells you of a certain, uh, really a certain generation of Singaporeans who maybe aren't so educated, who yeah. also do talk like this, right? Yeah. Uh, will I begrudge them and say that, oh, this is, this can't be changed or improved. No, I think it can be trained, right? Mm. The way you speak and your vocab and pronunciation and all that. So, I mean, uh, I don't think it should be that big a deal and I I, I wouldn't judge him based on that. Seeing Mm. if he speaks like this to other foreign leaders. But would you feel like, let's say there was someone like Tarman there, would you feel a bit more like, yeah, man, that's my guy. Of course, Tarman, he's a very good representation of like what it means to be, you know, educated and Uh. very smart and everything and, and... and flying the Singapore flag, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but but I still again like yeah like you. I also do think that there is some there is some weight to be given to someone who is running as an independent candidate. There yeah. is non-establishment that you know is not like basically you know like oh I'm retiring from I'm retiring from politics to run for mm-hmm. this or anything like that, like, You know? Yeah. Yeah. So so I think there is. Yeah, there's some, there's some, uh, a little bit of momentum lah that he that he has. So, so I think there will be like in Singapore some momentum for someone uh running as an independent. But mm. I won't deny right, if on an international stage right, yeah, if I see Taman, I will admit that I would feel more proud that he's the president. Why yeah, race? Because, uh, is it a race? No, 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 no. It's not, no, it's not a racist thing. And I'm trying to understand why also because yeah, I totally agree that how you speak is not a reflection of character, mm, right? Mm. But I'm just saying my gut feel initially would be like, wow, fuck, that's my guy. Whereas with someone like, um, let's say George Gola, mm. I can love him, but I would feel a bit like, oh, okay, I wish he spoke better English. And, I'm, mm. and I, I, I don't, I'm just being like, uh, that's my initial feeling. Yeah. And I think it's because like you know okay, what what you said elitist, la. Elitist, no la. i don't no 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 i don't i don't i don't think so la. maybe i am i don't think so i'm just being honest terence okay, 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 okay i'm just being honest because i feel so you know the example you gave about how yeah i can totally imagine it's a power play like you know i'm mm. going to speak my own language i'm going to have an interpreter here yeah but singapore's like main language is is english like and i know we have mm. we have yeah, had yeah, this debate yeah, before yeah. but at this point uh, it is the the main language, right? right. right. Yeah. So I feel like if we are there, English speaking country, uh, not say our national language is French or or or, or uh, Arabic or something like, mm. then it does feel like, oh then okay then we should have someone who speaks good English mm. So that's my initial thought. Yeah. And why I think it has some weight, unfortunately, is because in the in the part in in like politics is all about first impression, right? Yes. So. That's why I I find it I find it interesting, but also a bit like, hmm. Then what are we voting for? Are we voting based on character or are we voting based on impression? Competence also, like, right? Competence, yeah, yeah competence. Yeah. Because like, yeah, of course, I would want someone who's like fucking. You don't speak English, also that's fine. But if you're a badass president, solid. But in the international stage, 
perception, people will f- be impacted by that. La. So if someone like, let's say, Peter Lim, uh, doesn't speak great English, let's say uh, he doesn't uh, speak great English, uh, would you see, would you, uh, you know, would he be lower down in your, in, in how you view him versus other billionaires in the world? So, okay. So I would say that my first impression would be different, but I need to add another layer, like don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, this guy, doesn't matter his English. Yeah. But I'm saying even that microsecond of like reflection, mm-hmm. right? It's, it will be a, a, a conscious thing. La, yeah. That you train to be subconscious. La. Okay. Okay. I accept that. But yeah. doesn't that even make it like, it doesn't that tell you that a oh, bigot, this guy bigot, yeah. with his, with the way he speaks and his lack of uh. education, still has managed to create, you know, a really good life for himself and build million dollar yeah, businesses. Must process a bit lah. Must process a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why like, there's all these steps. The first second you think, yeah. you know, okay, okay, just shut up, you know, you calm yourself down. Yeah. Then you have to think, oh, okay, he made it to this. Oh, that means he's even more competent maybe than yeah. someone who's like full of it and just can speak good only. And, and the negotiation is not just about how yeah. you talk, right? It's yeah. about understanding the room and someone who has built so many businesses in the private sector yeah, he across multiple industries. Yeah, he knows, exactly. like, he, he knows, knows, right? he knows. But then it's all yeah. another layer of logic. Correct, and correct. That's where, yeah. that's where it gets tricky. That's where it gets tricky. Like, that's where it, because the moment you have to go through a few layers of logic, uh, yeah. wow, then you're depending on people going through their layers of logic. But so here's my question. Um, you know, Chan Chun Singh, a lot mm. of people also are like, oh, the way he talks, I don't like the way he talks and all that. Yeah. But I've also heard a lot of people who've worked with him and all said he's one of the most brilliant people yeah, in the room yeah. and he knows how to hold the space and everything. Yeah. Uh and then yeah, he I mean he's not the prime candidate to be the prime minister, like, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe the establishment agreed as well and all that. But what do you think is the difference between someone like Chan Chun Singh not speaking well and then, you know Lawrence Wong. And uh and then getting and getting a lot of flack for it and also not being not I mean, let's assume that yeah, he's not becoming the prime minister, like, right? Mm. Versus someone like George Go, like, oh, you know, he doesn't speak well, but because he applied at, that layer of logic and, and, you know. Because at this point, George Go is still the, the friendly uncle. Mm. Chan Chun Singh has said some stuff in the past that's <laughs> just fucking annoying. <laughs> la. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, I think it is, yeah, there's the way people speak, but there's what they say in that, that what they say also that matters. Mm. La. Mm. And, and I think also that the, the one, one big difference is that uh, Chan Chun Singh is educated. La. He uh, is very educated. He has gone overseas to get educated. So there are points when he speaks when in a very folksy manner that I feel it's not uh doesn't feel as genuine, lah, right? You know? Oh, so you think it's a it's like a front I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just his his way of speaking mm. I mean, you and I, even when we talk to each other or that, we don't always speak like how Queen's we do the English podcast. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, now uh, we, we enunciate more clearly, speak uh, more slowly, uh, but when we speak to each other, there's a lot of shorthand and all that. Maybe that's what Chan Chun Singh is doing. Mm. Uh, but because he's so educated, there's always a bit of a, hmm, are you talking to me because you think I'm an idiot or what? Like, mm. I don't get that with Josh Go when I hear him talk. Like, I feel but, like that's the way he is and that's how it just... How but Chan Chun Singh, what you're saying is educated is that he has gone through the ed- like academic Edu- academically educated like, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and excel like, and gone yeah. overseas and studied and everything yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. so the way he's talking is almost feels like it's part of uh, you know the 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 show of being a politician like, to connect with the men on the ground and things like that like. whereas mm. the George Gold the way he talks is that's just the way he talks like, like you said the, that uncle like, right you know talks like that and I don't think he's 
putting on a thing to try and connect to people. And but everything. maybe for now, lah. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> with, with, with all his advisors, they're like, maybe he was like, uh, all right, gentlemen, ladies, what should we do? And then they're like, okay, you say chain. Yeah, yeah. Say chain, change. don't say change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just cut out the last vowel and consonant a bit and you will immediately be more relatable. Then you listen yeah. to a podcast or two of us. Right? See, these two these two lay people are convinced. You know, Evidence. they're saying, you're yeah. folksy, you're uncle, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, and then to your earlier point about language, there, do you see the part where he spoke in Malay as well? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, part. yeah, yeah. He spoke in Malay. And mm. I mean, I don't speak Malay. Because he's Malaysian-born but... Singaporean, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. I don't know whether that automatically implies that his Malay is basic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, what but, about that? No, I mean it's just the added to that whole folksy vibe, like, that you know he speaks Malay as well, mm. and connect with the with people. Although, uh, although, like, uh, I know we joke about about uh, about it and all about being racist and all these things, but the truth is that there 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 is an element of like uh, thinking about who is representing Singapore, like, right? Mm. You know, in especially, I think uh, some of the even people who have commented on subreddit have talked about this, lah, right? The mm. element of like, like how in the last presidential election, race came to the forefront, right? As an issue of, yeah. like, as a representative of your country and the multicultural, multiracial elements of your country, lah, right? Mm. So, yeah, lah, you know, uh, there's also that consideration for people when it comes to who's going to represent Singapore on a global stage. So lah, you're right? saying the racists will vote for George Go? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, who do you want to represent your country, lah, right? Like, uh, you know, someone who's of a minority, a minority candidate who's yeah. very, you know, very capable, very talented, very educated, very well-respected, well-liked. Or you're going to, you know, have someone from the majority uh, represent your country who, you know, he says he's a voice of the people and everything, right? Mm. Uh, so I'm not trying to draw it along racial lines, but there will be perceptions that the international community will have of your country. Depending on the the but race, racial makeup, but in this day la. and age, wouldn't a minority being president sh- say a lot more about your country? Also, correct, correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I think. That's that was the whole thrust of the reserved uh, election in the last president mm. uh, presidency. The the merits of which we can be debated, la, right? Uh. But it, part of it was like, okay, who do we want to represent? Singapore out there, la, right? Mm-hmm. And it says a lot when it's a minority candidate who's also, uh, you know, a woman as well, la, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, ooh, something to think about. So, I just hope that he qualifies to run. <laughs> I just hope. But can you imagine if he runs and Taman yeah. loses? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, like, have you spoken be... to any uh, older folks, Pioneer Generation or oh, not yet, not yet. Who, who, what they feel about this? Uh, I mean, some generally like all in favor of Tarman. Yeah, I haven't asked about George Go yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Yeah, that's the sense I get like, That it's it's Tarman, uh, basically. It's Tarman, man. It's Tarman. No one else. Yeah. yeah I mean, Tarman. okay, this candidate interesting, everything, but it, I mean, it's Tarman, so it's it's no fight. But like. that's why, like in Singapore, will there be like there won't be presidential debates or anything, right? Not that I know of. Yeah, it's been so long since we had any. Oh, there was a, there was there were oh, presidential between, debates. Nathan, when, between President Nathan and no 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 Nathan was all walkovers. But Tony oh, Tan, yeah. Tony Tan, there was a four. It was a four way race with uh, Tan Ji Se, Tan Cheng Bok, and one more candidate. I can't remember who. 
But yeah, it was there were like presidential oh, yeah, debates. I were, saw them like, on YouTube. Yeah, they that would be fun. Yeah, man. the algorithm fed them to me lah. Where yeah. I saw like the old like broadcast and everything. Yeah, yeah. And you can be sure if there are those sort of debates, we will be on it, man. Yeah, yeah. We will Life's be commentary. on it. Yeah. The, <laughs> the first time we had the the our first spike for Yalabar was during the twenty twenty elections. Yeah. And we did a podcast every day during the ten day whatever you call it period. Yeah, yeah. But now that I think there's a lot of options. A lot of people are looking forward to the elections as like this is our coming up party oh yeah yeah correct correct even Sudir and his yeah, team yeah, right yeah, uh, job yeah. media you know they're all gonna have a very big coverage team I think Mothership was doing that also the yeah. GE. how many in the podcast yeah like, the podcast space I, I think it's also yeah like, it's just how interesting will this presidential election be like, yeah, that, yeah, that people want it. Yeah. GE, Terrence stop shitting on the dream no no no, 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 no I'm not shitting on the dream I'm just saying that that uh Tempered expectations that you know it's it's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be as <laughs> as crazy as the last one, right? Where, where last yeah, one you mean the elections, like the, the GE, GE, like, yeah, yeah, the GE. GE where we were doing it every day and all that, like, Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, if it's fun. exciting, if it's exciting, we we will do it. We'll do it. Oh, we will. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Terence, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the dream stage. But, yeah. But one last thing is like um, Ho Ching, wife of the prime minister uh-huh. and everything. Uh, should she be going out there saying such things and posting about these kind of things on social media? Uh, I don't know, man. I think she's free to post and yeah. she just suffer better circumstances. Better the consequences. What, what, if the, any, what are the consequences in your mind? Some people getting more riled up than they were mm. before. Yeah. Uh, like, hey, don't tell us this shit. Why are you saying this kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I don't think she shouldn't she's free to post but it just suffer bad as the consequences uh, for you yeah I, I think so too that uh, she should be free to say whatever she wants yeah but given that her you know she's that closely affiliated with the current prime minister and all yeah there should be a little bit of uh, consideration uh, right on, on the optics of saying hey the president you know is not an independent role in you know mm-hmm. and whereas the government is the real power I mean it just doesn't doesn't look good, lah. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they talk about it. Eh? I don't know, man. It's a uh, but so whole social media usage is is something of legend, lah. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I've seen anyone else that uses like Facebook like she did, lah. Yeah. Right? She uses Facebook like Twitter, lah. Basically. Yeah. Like but, every minute, every few minutes. Yeah, every just few post. minutes, six minutes or something. Maybe that's like one that. of the things that they don't talk about at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, a social media yeah, cannot, 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 cannot. a social media yeah. usage certain yeah. things you know you don't talk about with your partner you know yeah. it's on social media usage yeah. hey, put your phone down put your phone down yeah yeah put your phone down then just like so, so I saw what you posted and she's like nope, <laughs> nope we're not going there we had an agreement alright then okay okay can 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 yeah yeah, yeah. can can uh, can can the dynamics of the, the dynamics power of. couple yeah man but yeah, cool uh, man. Happy to hear what people think. I mean, I think there's, I think they're very academic arguments about what the role of president should be, like, right? Which yeah. we didn't really go into, into. But uh, you know, it's it's worth. I think it's worth uh, taking a look. I at. mean, we can put a link to the even the white paper that was mm, issued in mm. 2016, which is 49 pages. Wow. Uh, called the the review of specific aspects of the elected presidency. Yeah. And it gets quite technical. It gets quite technical. Yeah. And on Reddit, I mean, there's enough chatter to discuss the intricacies of that. Yeah, that's right. Cool, man. But yes, that uh, big topic, uh, you know, talking about hustings and doorstep interviews and all that. Which brings us to our next topic about someone who was doing a lot of literal door, door, doorstop interviews or doorstep uh, interviews, uh, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but he's not running for president. What's he uh. doing? 
So, uh, I mean, he was literally on doorsteps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he is a TikToker and YouTuber who goes by the username Playboy Brandy. Uh, and he was trying to do a video. He posted quite a few clips on TikTok, including a mm. 12-minute video on YouTube of him walking along Nasim Road, mm. uh, which is one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in Singapore. Mm. Is a bunch of GCBs. Is the kind of houses that you can stand at a gate, but you might not be able to still see much of the house yeah. because it's that far in. Yeah. Uh, and he was ringing doorbells and trying to ask for the owner to find out, to ask about what they do. Mm. Uh, what he said would be like a one-minute conversation. Yeah. So I don't think he got to interview anyone. The whole yeah. video was basically him getting rejected by like helpers uh, mm. because the uh, owners weren't around. Yeah. I think he spoke to one owner, but the owner declined the interview. Yeah. Uh, and basically people on comments, uh, there was uh, some people who were saying, you know, leave people alone. Why are you want mm. to do this? Yep. Uh, why are you doing this? But when you saw this, this video, what, what came to mind? Uh no, it came it came up in our subreddit. Someone mm. pointed it out as something we could talk about. Mm. Uh, I think specifically with regards to you know having done, uh, on the street videos and prank videos and all that before, like um, is this guy doing anything wrong lah mm. by going house to house and asking to do interviews? So mm. so I thought yeah, is you know in this time now everyone is a content creator. Mm. Uh, and a lot of people are doing on the street content mm. so is there anything wrong with what this and a lot of people done? are doing this kind of videos you mm. get people talking to uh, people who are coming out of fancy cars yeah uh, I think there's one guy in Malaysia who's quite big mm. um, Then and he's done quite a few videos in Singapore yeah. in the US you get a bunch of people talking to people on the streets of New York yeah. uh, on their yachts I think also some houses yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they talk um, so this guy, is he doing anything wrong? Mm. Uh, I don't think he's doing anything wrong, but I just mm. don't like how he's doing it. Oh, what do what, what you mean don't like how he's doing it? Uh, I mean, like, um, the way... Or maybe it's just like the way he was trying to get an interview with the house. Mm. I don't think it's the best way to to say it also. Lah. Like, mm. uh, he Because he would ring the doorbell and say, hi, is the owner of the house around? Mm. And then it will be, uh, yeah, who, who's this? And he said, oh no, I, I don't know the owner of the house. Yeah. Uh, I'm just making a YouTube video interviewing people and I just need one minute at a time. Okay. And then he was, as he was going about, he was kind of like, uh, I don't know, just felt like, he was trying to troll them a little bit also. Mm. So I don't, yeah, I, I don't think, even if I'm thinking about the most effective way to ask for an interview in those sort of situations, I don't think he was doing it in a way that if you wanted an interview, that's not a way to do it. Yeah. If you want to just get a compilation of you being rejected and you kind of talking about these people, these elitist people a certain way, then he got what he wanted. Mm. Whether it's wrong, I don't, I don't think it's wrong. Mm. But I also don't like the format. Lah. Mm. For you? Uh, I don't like the fact that... I mean, he identifies as Nasim Road, lah, right? And then oh, the yeah, camera is outside people's houses. Yeah, correct. So it's very clear. You, you merely can sort of make out which house it is if you pass by. And yeah, if even if you wanted to interview people, that it's, it's kind of like um, you're revealing where they live. And uh, even the helper coming having to come out and answer your questions and, and all. Mm. Uh, to, to me it just feels like a very big invasion of privacy when you mm. literally show up with, you know filming at people's doors uh, and yeah you, you can ask for permission and if you get rejected then you move on but even the process of asking that he also filmed those processes of asking for, mm. for it like whether you blow out the faces and all these things is a separate issue like, right 
but the camera's already rolling basically. Oh, that's true. When you come to the door. And I don't like that. Lah. I think that's um it puts a certain kind of pressure on the person who you know suddenly has to deal with this thing. And yeah, when people are pressured, they they do things that maybe can be quite out of character. Then you oh I captured that that moment of video and uh, maybe that's what this person was trying to do and I don't appreciate that. Lah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true because he did blur out some faces but he did show some faces. Mm. Uh, and I think what you brought up is a very important thing that whenever you see videos or oh, okay, at least what we always try to do, sometimes if you look at our, our old videos, we do show the process mm. of approaching people and talking to the interview but it was always with their consent after we finished the interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if they say no, we, if they say no, we don't show. We yeah. Don't show it, yeah. yeah, we don't show. And like just thinking about the videos I've seen online, yeah, they don't identify the street. Mm. And if you're doing it in a country like the US, which is so fucking big, you're in front of a big house, there's almost like there's enough uh gen generalness of the place that you can't identify. La. Yeah. I think yeah. the the definition of doxing is essentially you give someone's address and put it out in public. Yeah. But yeah, like what you said, the moment you say Nasim Road, right? Yeah. It's not the longest road in Singapore. Yeah. So you already kind of know that where these people are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is true. Eh? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's not, not the right thing to do. Lah. I think it's, I mean, there's a way to be a content creator and then there's this way to be a content creator, you know. But he's, he, he's, he's more famous than he ever was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but doesn't mean thing. doesn't make it right. Like, it doesn't make it uh, a good way to do it. That's why we're here to just. Terence, as you right. get older, doesn't it become clear that it's not about what you do, whether it's right or wrong? Yeah, it's about how famous you are. It's about how famous you are. Oh, the way Josh goes says, it's not about the fame. It's not about. It's not about famous. That's yeah. what famous people say. <laughs> okay, you look at a certain comedian now who's more famous than she's ever been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and she's not backing down, and mm. and and she's milking it. So yeah, it's 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 the fame. We're talking about this dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, would you if you it was you doing it, how would you have gone about it? Lah? I mean, first of all, uh yeah, only show the 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 process if you get the consent to. Mm-hmm. Uh and then if you are ringing the doorbell, I I would start off by saying hi, give my name, mm-hmm. my YouTube channel so that you're not hiding anything. Yeah. Yeah. And say like, uh, is there anyone I could speak to for a minute? Don't even say like, find out what the owner wants to do lah. That's mm. fucking intrusive lah, you know. Mm. So just start very broad. Uh, make them understand you're not a creep. Uh, just get get a conversation going, and then slowly lah. Yeah. You come out and say the first thing you say is the owner of the house around. Yeah. Who the hell is gonna be open to that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that's where it felt like even if you want to do this. Then it becomes like, wait, what are you going for? Are you hoping for people reacting to that statement to sh- to kind of paint them as assholes? Because mm. if someone asks that, I'll be like, hey, just fuck off lah, you know? I'll ask you, who the hell are you? Yeah, you who know? are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so it just felt like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit uh, off lah. It's, like it's like those scammers who come to your door. Yeah. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're here to inspect your fire extinguishers. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, who, who are you again? What authority are you, you know? Yeah. And I think there's a whole technique to it, right? Of being, of trying to sound like an authority in terms of like doing these things to get, to get through, get through your door and then scam you by sending you expired fire extinguishers or whatever. Mm. So I really don't appreciate that tactic. And then like what you said, like, the way he, he approached each of them, ask, you know, asking, are you owner? I mean, uh, is the owner of the house around yeah, or anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if anything, you you want to ask the people face to face if they're there, that's better. Yeah. So at least they don't, you, all you hear is audio. Yeah. And now in this world of 
scammers and all, everyone's just a bit more wary. Mm. So, I mean, but he got a lot of content. Yeah, yeah. But no, but I mean, we still, I think it's, it's stupid. Yeah. yeah, he got, but he got a lot of content. But, but yeah. yeah la. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how many people are supporting him. Mm. Let me just see some of the comments. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. You know, actually, most of the comments are also pointing out, yo, man, even if they're home, they're probably not going to be uh, agree to an interview just like that. La, yeah, you know? yeah. But, but yeah. Good lah. At least some common sense prevailed. Uh, some common sense. Yeah. But yeah, man. But yeah. Cool. cool. Shall we Shall we jump to the, the one short comment of the past few yeah. days or weeks? Week, man. Week. I yeah. think it's been, it's been a while, right? Yeah. Would you Would you like to go first? Um. Yeah, sure. I think... Uh, I I've just been looking at our YouTube comments quite a bit, and um, I wouldn't say uh shook right, but uh, there's a lot of um recent comments um about uh the Soryong podcast we did. Mm. Uh, very strange comments lah, right? Oh, well, uh, huh? There are thinly thinly disguised as 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 praises for Harish, <laughs> like um I think, thinly disguised, yeah. Though. It's funny because I do feel like this podcast showcase, showcases more of the legend that is Harish from Ministry of Funny. Gotta love his vids, man. Cheers, Harish. Then the printed, the then the pretender that is Ryong. At least MOF provides alternative views to the government through comedy, <laughs> which is universally acceptable. Blah blah. But Ryong's way is through derogatory, disparaging comments. How is it? How is that tactful to go attack and discredit the government directly? Only dumb persons do that. Maybe Ryong should start his own Yala comedy podcast if he really want to challenge the government. Yeah, <laughs> so that's just one, and uh, there's more of that where they came from, uh-huh. Um, so it's very strange. It's a uh, yeah. seems like every time we have So Young on our podcast, there's a very concerted effort to talk shit about him, uh, in the comments and play me up. Is it? I and that's why I said Tinibio is <laughs> like the the com- <laughs> feels more like he's more he's there to score Young than to really like you know praise you, uh. But it makes you feel good. Just collateral like, praise. <laughs> la. collateral, collateral praise. praise yeah. Collateral praise. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take collateral the praise. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Funny. Okay. Uh, so for me, the one short comment. Um, mm. I mean, there was one thing about the... the, I mean, like the... Just off the back of that, there was a comment mm. from Raikota uh, just saying that they... They love the episode with Soro Yong because he's mm-hmm. been a guest for three times now. Yeah. And there's a degree of camaraderie that we had during the recording that this made the recording fun to hear. Yep. And also that they are seeing that NS- SNOC has excluded him once again from the uh, Asian Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so but I just thought that it's, it's nice because initially when we used to have guests on Yalabad yeah. or on our first iter- uh, iteration of The Mushroom, mm-hmm. it was very like, you come once and then it doesn't carry on. Like. But mm. now it's nice that we have repeat guests. Like. Yeah. We have Rishi, we have Andy, we have Ruyong. Yeah. And and yeah, like we hopefully we can just build up a, a few more guests who come on more often also. Sudhir as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sudhir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sudhir as well. Yeah. Who we will be getting on in the next few weeks at some point. Yes, like. yes, yes. A lot to talk about with him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that was for the one short comments. What yes. about the one short thing? Uh, mine was just a CNN video that I saw recently mm. where a paleoanthropologist uh, debunks myth about humans. So there's this paleoanthropologist called Dr. Lee Berger uh, and he and his team discovered 
some evidence last year that members of a mysterious archaic human species, that means predating uh, Homo sapiens, actually uh, buried their dead and carved symbols on cave walls above where they were buried. Mm. So this is a huge uh, shock to for, I, I guess, historians and anthropologists or paleoanthropologists because the I think this is evidence that uh, even beings that were prior to human, Homo sapiens actually had the intelligence to and the emotion to actually bury their dead and to carve uh, things about them, you mm. know, in stone, uh, which is quite shocking because I think they were saying that these particular human species, or this particular human species, um, actually has brains about a quarter or a third of the size of Homo sapiens. Uh. So to exhibit that kind of intelligence actually just blows up everything that we know about uh, Homo sapiens. Because, you know, the idea is that Homo sapiens are special and unique because of the size of our brains and we were the first to do a lot of things, use tools, blah, blah, and, and bury our dead. But they were. this shows that this species was burying their dead and commemorating them with carvings and all, even mm. way before Homo sapiens were. Mm. So that just blows everything uh, that science knows about human intelligence. And it's not like a, a speculative theory kind of thing. It's like a, a, a legit, legit yeah, debunker. It's, it's evidence. Uh. There's evidence mm. of it. Uh, oh, it's they, newfound evidence. Newfound uh. evidence that they, I think uh-huh. he just published a book and, and you know, the I, I think the paper came out recently. But yeah, he was interviewed on CNN and yeah, it just blows my mind with, that, you know, uh, this discovery was made. Uh, but mm. not a lot of people are talking. I mean, okay, uh, it's got a lot of views, but it's not say something that a lot of people are talking about. But it tells you the idea of like humans as an exceptional species and and everything is this kind of just blows that whole thing up, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was one interview recently with uh, Sam Altman, also the mm. founder of OpenAI. Mm. Yeah, uh, he was at a panel in India, and someone mm. asked him. I thought quite a good question. He said, "The more you do in artificial intelligence, what mm. does what have you learned about human intelligence?" Yeah, and he said he realizes that there's intelligence everywhere. Yeah, and human intelligence is actually less significant. The mm. more he finds out about what makes intelligence. Yeah. What else? What other kinds of intelligences are he, is he? He didn't about? go into detail, but he was saying that essentially, if you look back, we've always started thinking we are the center of the universe. Yeah. But over time, we have just gotten further and further away from the center. Yeah. And he said now he feels he's moving further, further away, even more like, because human intelligence doesn't feel that special anymore. Mm. I don't know what he meant by other forms of intelligence. Yeah. But I mean, if you use like AI and all, and you interact with it, you're Part of you definitely would feel like, oh, fuck, where is this coming from? Yeah. And it's constructed by man. Oh, so see. he's coming from that somewhat dystopian angle. And, uh, and also, I mean, sells his, yeah, sells sells his, his product. Sells his product. I don't know if you saw the clip that he had when one in, uh, Indian VC guy asked him, you know, like we have, uh, what would it take like three super smart Indian uh, fresh grads, oh no, like graduates with like 10 million and 100 million in funding to build foundational models just like OpenAI mm-hmm. uh, and ChatGPT. He said, uh, I will tell you that it's hopeless to compete against us, but you should do it anyway. Mm. That was his answer. Wow. And then it was like a bit awkward and then people started clapping. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's he's uh, he's got Elon Musk vibes. La. Yeah, yeah. Cool, okay. And he speaks well also. He, he speaks doesn't, well. He doesn't say chain. He doesn't say chain. He doesn't say chain. Yeah, he doesn't say chain. He speaks well. So, uh, my one shock thing is a video I saw two days ago yeah. uh, that showed the uh, rescue of someone on the ledge in Singapore by the mm. SCDF. Oh, yes, yes. Wow, I saw that. That, that, was a, that was a candidate for my one-shot thing also. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's just a video that is, I don't know, like just very, very 
emotional to a certain extent for a bunch of reasons. It's like, you see the person standing on the ledge, it's like some auntie, la, mm-hmm. you know? And the whole SCDF, like, uh, their team is above two stories and and besides, so you, you know that she's been staying standing on the ledge for long enough for people to call the SCDF. Yeah. But within, like, two seconds, they drop the net from two floors above and someone re- repelled down and hugged, like, hugged her and then they pulled her over the ledge. And I was reading on Reddit, apparently those people are from the disaster and rescue team. They're like the SO, the special forces of yeah. the SCDF. La. Yeah. All trained in don't know what fucking fit. And he just felt like, wow, these people literally, it's insane the way they did it. So mm-hmm. you're looking at a person on a ledge, you're like, wow, shit, what what must she be going through? And then you look at the way these people saved her life. Yeah. Just felt like, wow, these, these people are like, like doing all this and they don't often get credit. La. Yeah. And then uh, to, to add to that, he repelled down like two floors straight. Two floors, yeah. It's like that kind of like one movement in just two floors. So yeah. it's anyone who's done abseiling or repelling on it, you know that to be so exact about it, it's like it takes a lot of training. Because you and can't all. see there's a ledge, right? Yeah, you have to yeah, go yeah. around yeah. one ledge and come in. It's basically you kick off and then you basically swing down two floors and then you have to land yeah. on the person. And the way they dropped the, the net with a gap towards the right, just enough for him, but he had to come close enough mm. because the person on the ledge was going towards that gap. Yeah. Wow, so shout out to the SCDF yeah. and for doing shit like this, man. It's Holy like watching crap. It's like watching an orchestra at work yeah. almost, right? You know, yeah. like all of them have to be like in sync and like it has to be that exact. If not, yeah. I mean, like if it comes down too early or too late, it, it might be it might actually turn out quite yeah. bad. Um, because, the only thing, I, I only said that he didn't get to like, um, okay, like, not, not say sad, like, right? But a lot of times, what's very satisfying is watching them like repel down and then they kick the person who is sitting on the ledge <laughs> back into the room. <laughs> And in some way, you're like, okay, like, you know, you they, they, they caused, they ruined everyone's morning because of their decision and all that. Uh, so, just seeing the policemen coming and kicking yeah. them. Yeah, no, yeah, but maybe kick. the one if they are on the window ledge, this one, yeah, there was yeah, a railing yeah, behind her. Like, he kick her. Kick her. <laughs> Not saying that I wanted him to kick her, Fuck but la, it just gives me, uh, like, the video when, when, is like chicken soup or a soul, no? and you want to make <laughs> turn into USC, is it? No, I'm just saying the kick is very, it's, it's such a, Strong action is so immediate. Where's this one? Yeah, like, he came and then he, I think he like wrapped his legs yeah, around they her, her, then they her okay, over like, the ledge. But the kick is always very satisfying to watch because it's like, whoa, you know, just like that. And they're also very precise, la, right? Very precise, yeah. You can't yeah. kick the face, you can't kick the groin. Probably just the body. They rather the person get like injury from kick than, you know, like jump down 14 stories or what. Oh, yeah, this is crazy, man. It so is, so shout out to you guys. Shout out to them, yeah. Cool, man. But yeah, wow, another one, Ken. Yeah, we'll right. do another one by the end of this week. Yes. Before Terrence goes away. Yeah, and then we, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out who the guest host is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Thanks cool. for listening, everybody.